Harrison Waltz. Um, man, this is, oh wow, what a stop by Gibson as as we are here watching the Wings and the Ducks play. They're tied at one right now. Dylan Larkin just scored an unbelievable goal as he just danced. He walked Kevin Shattenkirk. And then former Plymouth Whaler uh, uh, Reichel scored for Anaheim his first in a few I guess he had a little bit of a goal drought. He's done scoring back-to-back games. And Getzlaff gets an, got an assist on that goal, which gives Getzlaff a five-game point streak against the Detroit Red Wings. Yeah, and did you hear that this was the first time that the Anaheim Ducks have been here since, uh, what was I think they said October of 2019? <laughs> How about that for a crazy thing? I mean, yeah, well, you know, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, you had this, this uh, COVID-shortened season and then just – we just had the divisions and, you know, yeah. I know it's still, it's still just crazy to hear some of these, how long it's been since, you know, some teams have played in other buildings. Right. Or some teams have played each other, period. You know, it's. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So um, we are, we are recording on our, on our normal day, normal time. Um, some good news here. The Philadelphia Flyers, they finally won a game. Yes. Which is good. Which is, means my fear of the Wings losing, <laughs> being the team that that they play to lose the streak, especially since they play back to back, is now no more. Yep, they got it. They got it out of the way. They got it out yeah. of the way. They they get an overtime victory over the weekend to finally end their dreaded losing streak, as they beat was it the Islanders? I believe it was, I the, it was, the, or was it, it the Islanders or the Kings. If, uh, here we go. Right here, I got it up. It was yeah, it was the Kings. All right, yeah. Huh, weird weekend for the Kings. Lose to the Flyers, but beat the Penguins. All right. <laughs> Hockey. Yeah, and, and they beat the Penguins. They lost to the Flyers Saturday night. They beat the Penguins Sunday night. So, you know, back to back. Kind of. Well, I mean, think I mean, think about the wings. They give up eight to Chicago on Wednesday. They give up yeah. two to the Penguins on Saturday, and then they give up. Uh, seven, uh, to the I'm calling it five. I'm not okay. You're right. I mean, technically, you're right, (laughs) but it's just, I mean, that's that's the that's the greatness of the game, man. Yeah, and I mean, you know, the the Toronto they they won that game, they beat the wing seven to four, but I mean, they gave up four. Yeah, he came up four, and they're, they're down three two right now to New Jersey in the second period, right now. I mean, that. Leaky goaltending and uh and suspect defense there in in, yeah. in Toronto. I mean, have you ever heard such a story before? No, it's weird. It's weird. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't yeah, it's crazy. What Toronto <laughs> needs to be better defensively? No way. Is Muzzin still out for them? Yes. I mean, he's not necessarily the greatest defenseman in the world, but they need him to be in the lineup. Yeah, clearly. Because um, I, I, he might be, what, the second best that they have there behind um, Brody? Yeah, and I mean, I'd probably put Muzzin like a little notch above Brody just because M- Muzzin is he, – he, he, he can add a little bit more offensively than Brody can. And obviously, the the very obvious to not forget is Riley. I I, I guess I mean more defense. My Riley's more of a offensive defenseman. Where I think yeah. that the danger, you know, I don't want people to think, well, uh, you're forgetting Morgan Riley. No, we're not. I'm I'm talking in terms of actually helping to keep the puck out of the net. 
defensively. I think that that's a little bit more Muzzin style. Yeah, and it looks like I'm trying to see here. Okay, no, oh, Riley isn't. Riley is playing. Okay. Oh, that would be well. Well, yeah, because I was looking at the box score and I didn't see Morgan Riley right away, and then but he he is in there playing. That would that would be a tough loss for that team to overcome if they were playing games without uh, uh, Riley and Muzzin. That would be a tough tough sell. Yeah, um, Austin Matthews was scoring his twenty sixth and twenty seventh goal of the year. So yeah. I mean, he's doing his job. We're starting to see some variety. <laughs> Have you have you noticed that? Have you gone to the to look at the the, the stats leaders? It's no longer yeah. an, uh, um, a capital and two Oilers, which is basically was the first what thirty five games of the year. Yeah, we're getting well, some other names up there. Yeah, and it's kind of funny because you know that kind of coincides with the Oilers uh, stumble there. Yeah, it's a good point. It's a very yeah, good point. Yeah, right now we got Jonathan Huberto leads the league in points at sixty two. Uh, Dry Sidle is number two at 61. You have Kadri at f- number 359, and Ovechkin and McDavid both at 58. Your goal leader, um, raise your hand if you had Chris Kreider in the pool. I mean, that's to 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 be in a Rocket Richard race. Um, he is tied with Dry Sidle. They both have 31. Then Ovechkin has 29. Uh, to bring it, well, now Austin Matthews is now has now jumped the Brinkett. With his two goals tonight, he's at 27. Alex and Brinkett has 26. Um, yeah, and so you know, you know, the, the McDavid and Drysaddle, they're still there in the mix in the top five. But yeah, we got we got some got some variety, got a variety pack going here, which is good. It doesn't it doesn't it doesn't seem like uh, they're McDavid and Drysaddle are just going to run away with the scoring titles again this year like they did last year. Um, also, for the Calgary Flames, Jacob Marshram leads the league in shutouts with seven. The next closest to him is Jack Campbell from and uh, Elias Sorokin. They both have four. So, how you doing, Jacob Marshram? Seven shutouts. Well, I mean, that's why Calgary gave him the big contract. Yeah, and he's earning it. And that's probably why Vancouver regrets that they decided not to give him the big contract. Well, I mean, well, you know, they had to give big contracts to 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 like seven fourth line players so they yes they did they really did <laughs> it sounds like a shot it is a shot but it's also a factual statement yeah i mean when you look at like the some of the bad deals uh i mean i, I don't like that rabbit hole necessarily because i feel like we're good for once every four to six weeks talking about vancouver and the mistakes that they've made but let's face it vancouver's made some mistakes yeah it's yeah they, yeah but hey, what, what do you? It looks like they're 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 coming out of it though. Uh, you know, yeah, no, it's and, they, and they, it's they a good example. Of yeah, they, they how, brought in Jimmy Rutherford and uh, to kind of be run a hockey operation. They just hired Patrick Alvine as their GM. You know, they they pull the nose up a little bit. Maybe just maybe the Canucks can uh can turn around. Maybe not this year, but maybe sometime in the future. Yeah, and and you know, boost Boudreaux. I mean, it's it's you know, that, there it is. I know yeah, he hates that, that but <laughs> that team is you know, it's there's still such a widespread with games played. So I mean, right now their fit five hundred winning percentage looks okay, but with Calgary and Edmonton having a you know four games in hand piece and being in front of them, yeah, and that's just and those aren't even the playoff teams that they got to catch. Those are just two teams that are in front of them. It's it's a, it's a long road to hoe, long road to hoe there. 
Yeah, well, well, Calgary, I mean, Calgary percentage points, Calgary, they, you know, they're, 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 they're tied for first in the division right now. Yeah. If you go by a percentage point, by point percentage. And also, yeah, I mean, Calgary is Calgary and Edmonton, both have only played 40 games and Minnesota. Well, Minnesota, they're, they're in a central and no one's, and that's not a team, I guess you have to worry about catching, but Calgary and Edmonton and, and Edmonton, who we're going to talk about here in a moment, all of a sudden they've kind of woken up and they've seen the right, right, right. Gotten the ship right a little bit Yeah. Um, real quick. So I brought up Markstrom at seven shutouts this season to this already to this point. Sure. So, and, and in 97, 98 season, Dominic Hasek, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with his work or not. I've heard of him. Uh, yeah. Yeah. For, former great Chicago Blackhawk goalie. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is the stop he's known for. Um, you know, well, well, you know, I mean, well, when you have a, a, a surefire future Hall of Fame goalie like that, you you don't just give him away for nothing. I'm sure they got a great haul for him. Same thing with Eddie, Bedf- Eddie Belfour and Chris Chelios. Anyway, look, uh, <laughs> they you can say all that, but it, the problem is they won three cups in within the last 15 years. So you know what? Eventually, they got it right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Once once they got rid of everybody that was running the team before that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> once they got rid of everybody. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Then they got it right. Oh, <laughs> uh, but so Hasek in ninety seven ninety eight season when he was with the Buffalo Sabers in December of nineteen ninety seven, Dominic Hasek had six shutouts in the month of December. God, that's unbelievable. Six. The Buffalo Sabers record. Uh, his his record that month of December for Hasek. Seven, five, and one. Oh my God. <laughs> so they went. So when the games were they didn't get a shutout, it went one, five, two. <laughs> one, five, and one. Uh. <laughs> so either it was a shutout or they were losing or <laughs> <We're> not winning. <laughs> I, I just wonder what I, his goals against in the other games were pro- probably like <laughs> two. They probably lost every other game two to one. <laughs> <laughs> They got, they, got like, shut out, they got shut out the other five times. Yeah, it's not like he he got the shutout and then gave up five the next night and then six the next night and then got a shutout. I just don't see that being the case. No, no, it, but that's just like because usually like goalie got six shutouts in a month. Wow, man, they must have been great. Nope. Yeah, <laughs> just barely above five hundred there. Yeah, that's 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 brutal. Well, that's Buffalo. Couldn't happen to a better team. Oh man, that was yeah, the Buffalo Sabers again. You know they. But you know they had a great Hall of Fame goalie in Dominic Hasek, and when it was time to move on, they traded him, and they got a great haul for him, and that set him up for years to come. Anyway, uh, are you saying that Sava Kozlov wasn't a good haul for them? Sava Kozlov was very good for Buffalo Sabers. It's just I feel like <laughs> was there anybody else in that deal? Were there, there were I mean, there were there were future oh my considerations. God. My God. And like a a a twelfth round pick or something. I don't. <laughs> uh, that that two thousand two cup was fun. So uh, let's just leave oh, it at that. Man. Yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah, it was. Dominic Hasek, a first ballot Hall of Fame goalie, was like traded like what twice in his career yeah. for peanuts. Yeah, I mean, like, and really, then- like no no disrespect to Slava Kozlov, but. I mean, could could you imagine the Montreal, like the Anaheim Ducks, trading John Gibson for no a, a, a B level prospect and 
a, a third line winger and and a fifth round pick right now. <laughs> no, but you know what? What's funny is is that I'm glad that you didn't say price because believe it or not, I think I could see Montreal doing that to try to jump jump uh, jumpstart a rebuild. Yeah, but Carey Price has a lot to say about if he gets traded or not. So I, you're right. You're right. You're and, absolutely and he, right. But and 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 also he well we have to see if he can play at all right now because he's still going through the rehab with the knee. He does, he has said that he does want to get back. I, I read that he does want to at least get into action some point this year. So I'd like to play this year, and I I can't I can't see him leaving Montreal. <laughs> I mean at that at that contract or just he's a lifer. Both. Okay. Both. Okay. Both. I, you know, I just, I don't, I can't see him leaving, but for, yeah, for both of those reasons. Okay. Fair enough. Um, well, speaking of, you know, other player movement, Evander Kane, um, it came down Thursday that the NHL, there was no sufficient evidence that he knowingly violated any COVID protocols while crossing the border. So there, there was no punishment levy to him. And then about 20 minutes later, it was announced that he had agreed to a deal with the Edmonton Oilers. Um, Evander Kane, he did, he, they had a little, they had a presser um, Friday announcing his signing, um, said all the right things. It seems like, I mean, here's the thing with the, with the Oilers, it's kind of, you know, it, if it doesn't work, the Oilers have no one to blame but themselves because there's there's not going to be that shock factor of like oh well we didn't we didn't see this coming for him we didn't know like it, it, you knew right. yeah you knew everything that there was to know about the guy um well so far it's they've <laughs> they won his his debut with them he scored a goal they won big they're playing right now they're tied with the Senators uh one one. Um, he's playing, and he's playing on the line with McDavid and y- Yamamoto. So, I mean, for the Oilers, it's a, it's a necessary. I feel like it's a necessary move. A lot of people were saying it felt it felt like a desperate signing by the Oilers, and it's like, well, yeah, because missing the playoffs isn't an option for it for this team. You right. Can't, you can't beat Edmonton Oilers and miss the playoffs with those with McDavid and Drysaddle on your team. You can't. Yeah. And, and desperate, you know, desperate's the wrong. The I don't like the word, the term desperate there either, just because it's it, it's a it's a momentum changing. It's it, basically that signing is like taking a timeout after you've given up three goals in a game, to me. And in the timeout isn't desperate. You're trying to change momentum, and I, and I kind of just feel like that's what that that Kane signing is is meant to do. Is that they were they've been struggling. Um, they also got Nugent Hopkins back. So you would think that they would, the scoring would kind of start to follow because they're pushing some, some pretty good talent down to the third, third line. So that's gotta be the hope with Kane up there early or with Kane up in the top two, um, either that, or just maybe the top two become more consistent as separate lines when you've got Kane and Nugent Hopkins and Yamamoto and, and, and Hyman and, and the missing some, but Pooley RV. I mean, there's a, there's a yeah. lot of wingers I just named to play with McDavid and dry saddle. So, well, well, so their their lineup for tonight it's uh, McDavid, Kane, and Yamamoto, Drysaddle, Puyarvi, and uh, Warren Fogle, Nugent Hopkins, Hyman, and Cassian, McLeod, Shore, and Ryan are are is, that's your those are your, those are the line combination they wrote out today. So you have Nugent Hopkins and Zach and Zach Hyman playing on the third line. Yeah, that's see, I 
I, I don't hate that because that's, you know, that perceived depth. You've made exactly. a first line instead of having two really good lines or two uh, two great lines, but then a third line that just falls off the face of the earth in terms of talent. Right. Now you've got three really good lines and that's tough to defend. And that's got to be considering their, their defenseman situation and their goaltending situation. I, I think becoming a team that's tough to defend is going to be how they're going to have to be successful. Yeah. And, and, you know, and right, right now, like I said, right now they're tied one, one tie with, with the senators half, about halfway through the second and, and Koskinen is all of a sudden playing better in that, right. He's making the saves and, and I kind of feel like, you know, Oh, come on. <laughs> Sorry. Joe, <laughs> Joe Valeno had a tap and go there and it just rolled off a stick. Oh, so close. But, you know, you know, and I, I kind of feel like just with everything that's been going on the last few weeks with the Oilers and how, everyone just been has just been kicking you know kicking them while they were down and just everything that's been said and written about uh Koskin and it I either either everyone's gonna either the team's gonna rally gonna rally around it and come together and play better or they're gonna completely implode well I I think that I mean for the most part a guy that's been in the NHL for a long time at some point they pick it up, you know, a guy like Koskinen and, and I, I know that, you know, the numbers aren't great in his career, but usually if you found a way to stick around long enough, you're going to find a way to, to pull yourself together and get warm on a 10 game stretch. And I guess that's oh, more or less. Oh, it's, pretty easy to, it's pretty easy to stick around long enough when uh Peace Rell is your GM and you well, just walk to his office and count him into giving you a huge contract. Okay. Well, yeah, that. see, as he played 20 games. Well, yeah. So those 20 games, he was really good. And then three seasons, he wasn't. <laughs> now he's going to find his 20 games where he's really good. What would be funny if Ottawa does win would be they were 0-9 last year. Now I think they'd start this year 2-0 and against the, the Oilers. They finally figured they, out. They figured out how to beat them. <laughs> yeah. I, I would be lying if I said that wouldn't make me chuckle. Now, now the thing with the Vander Kane is, you know, this is a guy, this is a player um, who – on the ice, on the ice, talking strict skill level on the ice, he's good. He's he's a top, he's a, he's a top, he's a top 10 winger in this league. You know, he's he's he scores 20, he gets you 25 to 30 every year consistently. But it's the off-ice stuff. And Evander Kane is a guy who everywhere he's been when he's left, not exactly a lot of people have, have missed him. And this goes even back to his junior days and his plan in WHL with the Vancouver Giants. Like he wasn't exactly known as being a well-liked guy in a locker room. Now, does that matter? How much does that matter? Because we, how many stories do we hear about Phil Kessel? Right. right. But then, and then, you know, he goes off Pittsburgh. He wins two straight Stanley cups. I was like, you don't hear anything. You're not hearing anything about him. Not being, not being, uh, disliked by his teammates, right? Like everything kind of goes away once you win. Yeah. So, so now, like, and I, I'm, I, I'm rooting for this to work. I want this to work for the Oilers just because one, I think Connor McDavid. He, I mean, he's only been in the league for what seven years now. Seven years God, it's been that long. Is it year seven or six? Yeah, he's in year seven. Seven years in, so I mean, and you know, you and and dry saddles, uh, dry saddles right there with him. He's an eight. Um, 
you know, I just, you know, I don't, I'm not saying I want to see the Oilers win the cup, but you know, he shouldn't have to wait. He shouldn't have to, you know, wait 13 years and then get traded to another team to go to the Stanley cup final, you know, I feel like you're implying something that's happening in our, in our very, in our world right now that, that I think, I think there's other implications. It, it deserves better than that. And first of all, it was 12 years with the crap organization of record. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. 12. You're right. 12 years. And then yeah, you're 13. Yeah. Can't win a big game. Okay, cool. Guess that narrative. Guess that narrative died. No, it will. If if they don't, if he doesn't want it, if they don't win a Super Bowl, it'll people will still say that. Oh, I see he choked. <laughs> I'm, I'm so far beyond those people. Yeah, it's yeah, it's. Yeah. I'm so far beyond those people. Anywho, <laughs> yeah, I don't even care. But you're right. We don't want that fate to to be. I mean, went around. I, it's kind of him and Matthews are kind of in the same boat. I mean, he well, has. Well, no, the Oilers, they 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 won around. You're right. They did win around. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, don't you kind of feel like it's more than just they have to do them and Toronto one round? That's not going to cut it. Yes, but here I go back and I and I and I said this one one year. Uh, or, or or a show a long time ago, kind of after the I think it was actually after the last last Leaf debacle. And and the problem is is that what do you what are you gonna do? Like if if they do lose in the first round this year, are you gonna trade one of them? Are you gonna get rid of one of them? Are you gonna blow it up and say that this can't work? Or are you gonna pray them out and try again next year? And, and so I don't think that you're at the blow it up point. If you don't make it this year, I think you're going to try to continue to tweak and get yourself more solid defensively and goaltending. So yes, they could take a lot of pressure off themselves with the first, with a round win this year, but I don't think it, this is like their last chance to do it together. If that makes sense. No, no, it's not. I'm, I hundred percent agree. No, I don't think it's their last chance either, but, and, and I don't, and also for, I don't think they're, they're, the Edmonton Oilers will never trade Connor McDavid or Leon Drysaddle because that that fan base has been it's been almost forty years and they're still like pissed about the Gretzky trade. Well, well I never <laughs> and, seen that. And, and, and you're and then you'll have like the same franchise trade trade two of the greatest players ever in the history of the game and to really get to kind of get what. You know, and I mean, and yeah, the the Oilers they they won a Stanley Cup a couple years at like I think two years later after mm-hmm. they traded Gretzky, they did win another Stanley Cup, but it was it was it was rough it was a rough time in Edmonton for a very long time after that, and you know a lot of the tr- the trade pieces they got back for for Gretzky just didn't pan out the way they wanted, and you, was, you know what's interesting what's interesting though. Gretzky didn't win another cup after he left there either. He did not. And so, again, I don't, I'm not 35 years ago, the trade, but I mean, at some point, if, you know, you say that they're not going to trade Drysdale and McDavid, well, if they, you know, get to be 32 and this still haven't made a cup final appearance and maybe only have one loss in a conference final. I mean, I think at some point you do have to kind of wave the white flag and move on, don't you? No, because uh, look at look at the Capitals. That's true, but that was rare. That's the the thing is in today's sports. That's that's now rare. 
Well, yeah. Well, also because there, I mean, there's no patience anymore, right? Right. Right. I mean, I mean, exactly. you, you, I mean, here's it's funny because you know, with the Rangers, you have people, you have you have Rangers fans are are they're they're ready to trade away Kako and Lafreniere. They've been and they've Lafreniere has been in NHL for for ten minutes, and Kako's been in NHL for twelve minutes. Yeah. No, I <laughs> you know. know. They've, and there are to be because because they're not. They're they're not Trevor Zegers or, or Lucas Raymond or Connor McDavid or Austin. They're they're not setting the world on fire. You know well, they're not they're not scoring forty goals this year. And it's like, well, give it time. Well, not only that, I think it's 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 a different story too because they're not they're not needed to. Right. You know that's you know obviously Zegers is playing. Uh, I haven't, I'm not going to, I haven't checked his time on ice log, but I'm guessing he's playing first and second line minutes every night with first and second line talent. Raymond's yeah. played with Larkin all year. He took yeah. the place of that bum Anthony Mantha that can't do anything good. Wow. Early, he, early on in the show. Well, I mean, we were talking, I mean, you can't, I mean, you mentioned Raymond, you might as well get it out of the way. Man, um, early, early on in the show, Mantha's already been put in the, in, in the body bag. Only because he is. <laughs> and then, so, I mean, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Um, right. <laughs> but, but Lafrey, I mean, they, you know, they have obviously you, we talked about it, the NHL goal leader and Kreider and Zabinajad. And I, I believe Panarin's pretty good. And they've yeah. acquired Bushnevich and brought him in and they got a Strom that isn't bad. And, and, you know, so they're not out there 18 minutes a night with the only top flight talent. And I think that that's part of the reason why they're not getting 25 to 30 goals a year. They so haven't La- been called on to do that. So Lafreniere, he's at about 13 and a half minutes a game. Kako is at, at 16. Exactly. Interesting. I, I would, uh, I, well, I guess you're right. He has the extra year. So you hope that you, you need to start seeing what you have with him a little bit quicker, a little bit sooner. And on the flip side, Lucas Raymond, he's at 18 minutes a night for Lucas Raymond. Can, and, should I look up Zegers real fast? Can you pull up Zegers real fast? Nope, I got it right here. Got it right here. Let's go. Trevor Zegers, 17 and a half minutes a night. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's a big difference. You know, losing that, you know, Raymond versus Lafreniere. You think you can do more damage playing four and a half more minutes a night? <laughs> yeah, my guess is yes. That, yeah, right? that it, it's a lot easier. And again, Kako, or excuse me, Lafreniere has spent a lot of time on the third line while Raymond has been playing with Larkin. Yeah, so, and, and kind of the same thing with Kako too. So, yeah, they 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 throw him around a lot. There seems to be a lot of kind of shuffling with those lines, which I get, I really get, but I know that's definitely part of it too. Yeah, well, I mean, the the Rangers, they, <laughs> the Rangers, they're twenty nine, thirteen, and four. They're they sit. You know, comfortably in a playoff spot, they are second in their division, two points behind Carolina. But you know, hey, that we're points percentage. Get used to hearing that. Yeah, season long until everyone's played about the same amount of games because they've played the most games of any team in in the Eastern Conference. You know, they played forty six. I think our hope and prayer has to be that this is the last season we worry about point percentage. Yeah. Um, but, I think. The- that's that's my little personal dream. I'm sure it will be. But you know, for for the Rangers, they're as good as they are. It's I mean, their MVP is 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 Shisterkin. 
and that yeah. for them, who I who I think is the clubhouse leader for the Vesna and should get some heart trophy votes. Um, I saw this stat about Shesterkin uh this weekend and his career, which is which has been all of maybe 30 minutes here. Right. Um, he is nine and oh when he when he makes 40, 40 or more saves in a game. Wow. Wow. That's so, shocking. So 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 the secret is to keep to only to only get 39 shots against the Rangers and you against them and you'll win. That's shocking. Well, but, that but is also, a- but also I mean he's seen a lot of rubber, isn't he? Yeah, I mean that's not normally the recipe for success. Just ask the Maple Leafs of the last five years, a team that, you know, always, you know, won a lot of games, but they were outshot every night. And so big picture, I don't think that that's the kind of, you know, that's the way you want to live because that's kind of living on the edge a little bit. You know, they, so their game yesterday against the Kraken, they got outshot 42 to 24. They won three to two. That's you want to, that's one of those things you want to, you want to tighten that up guys. Yeah, well, I, that's, I mean, it's the great thing about any outlet. Let's take a look at, I'm actually going to go in and, and see, like, because look, and any given night, any team can outshoot another team. You know, and some teams, you know, use other, you know, you just have a good night while the other team's off, or somebody's playing their third and four while the other team's been rested for two. Um, let's see here. The Rangers are currently sitting. Oh, this is a lot of scrolling down. <laughs> that's not good wow they are okay so they are 30th in shots four at 28.3 30th in shots four and shots against well let's actually go the other way because i want them to be worst so they are 30th in shots four and where are they in shots against uh, rangers 20th in shots against giving up 32 so they're outshot by four shots a night on average. I think good, man. I don't. I can't imagine that that's something you you know a, a recipe for success long term. And they have the be- and they have the Rangers as a team have the league's best save percentage at a nine nineteen. So, although I mean, I'm, maybe, I'm, I'm, and I'm I'm gonna lean and say yeah, I'm gonna put a lot of that that Shesterkin. <laughs> Just, well, it, it, with his nine, he's got a Shesterkin has a two ten goals against and a nine thirty seven save percentage. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it is a recipe for success because you know you've got the goaltender to do it. I mean, well, well, one one thing that you know that has been said a lot and that people really brought up, especially um, last year because it was his last year and he retired. But Pekka Rene was a goalie that it took him a long time to get used to um, the coaching style of. Holy crap! Who's who's the coach there in Nashville oh. that took him to the Cup final? Trots, very Trots. No, no, not Trots. Oh, uh, la, uh, uh, I want to say Lafer- uh, La Violette. wasn't it? Violette, yeah. All right. So when La Violette took over the team, he opened it up a lot more, and so the Predators they were seeing more shots. And Pekka Rene loved that because under Trots, he plays that smothering defensive style, and he didn't. Rene didn't see a lot of shots. He didn't see the puck a lot. And like he liked he liked the shots to get a feel to get a feel for the game and get into the game. 
You know, we've heard that a lot from goaltenders. So, you do hear that like a, yeah. a fair amount. That go- there are some goaltenders that really do would rather see the work, and and that it's 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 better for them, and they feel like they're more successful when they're seeing the seeing more rubber on a game and game out game out basis. It keeps it in, and and I guess there's really no better evidence than the stat you just gave about Shesterkin. And so he is. He he's he's crushing it for the for the Rangers. As well, that's they, part of the reason why the Rangers have arrived a year earlier than expected. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and one one thing we've always said, you know, good goaltending can 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 hide a lot of warts for you. Sure can. Um, it is eight to four right now in the third period between the Panthers and Blue Jackets. I mean, Florida is just. <sighs> You know, it's it's great to put up all these goals now, without a doubt. It's always good to score goals, but it's that man, the playoffs are a different animal. And 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 checking gets tighter and the teams get better. And I just I hope it doesn't come crashing down for them and they start losing games two to one in the playoffs. It's a it's my my gut tells me no, it, it won't happen that they are too good and too deep. But that's always the concern, and 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 I think it's it's the concern because that's isn't that basically what we we've seen with Toronto? You know the ability to yeah, score, score a ton. Yeah, but see, I, I I I have I have more faith in the uh and and Florida's ability to defend and play defense and that's lock fair. it down when they have to. Sure, because they've proven that they can. Sure. Right. They proven that, that, that they can. That if, if when they have to lock it down, they they can. I mean, la- now I mean la- la- last last year that playoff run last year. I mean, they couldn't get a save from any goalie they put in that. Yes, because they tried. You know, that, that was their downfall. It wasn't. They, it, and it wasn't like you know they play they play bad defensively. It was just their goalie just when when your goalie when you have leaky goaltending and the other team's goalie is Andre Vasilevsky who yeah. also and I remember that first round against Florida he's struggling too he, he was, was not too no, you're right and you, it was kind of one of those things where it's like you know this isn't gonna this guy isn't gonna do this a lot and you kind of wasted it here yep and you know it came back to bite him but I but yeah I I have I have I have more faith in Florida than I do uh, Toronto, Florida's ability to lock it down in Toronto. Well, the the other thing is, and and like you said, they as close as as fun and, and as close as that series was, they did that without Unclad. Yeah, well, it can't be forgotten that they played that series against Tampa without Unclad, and and it, it it really makes you makes you believe that if if he's in the lineup, that that could be an entirely different. Uh, it could be a different run. That series could turn out differently. Yeah. Um, so also, well, the wings are playing at Ducks, and we're talking about the Florida Panthers. Two similar plays happened over the weekend, but kind of different results. So Trevor Zegras, uh, the rookie for the Ducks, who's probably going going to win the win the Calder because you know he has all the highlights, right? And that's what everyone likes. But you know, whatever. Although Moritz Sider is just one of the best defensemen in the league, and it's first year, but what else? Anywho. Um, and it's harder to play defense and forward. Anyway, am I done? Preach. Am I done? Yeah. Preach. Are you? I think I'm done. Yeah, I think you, I'm done. You, you yeah. go with that. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's playing like over 25 minutes a night, saying the best players, but whatever. It's all good. Anywho, 
So uh, Trevor Zegers, he's he scored the Michigan goal against Montreal because the only way Montreal can get on a highlight scene, highlight reel this year is when other teams do things against them. Um, but the way he did it was just so smooth, just in motion, going full speed and just lift it up and puts it in. And then in their game last night, Panthers game last night, uh, Huberto faked the Michigan in overtime, which set up, which, you know, it freezes everybody, freaks everybody out. And then he finds Sam Bennett wide open in front of that and he buries the overtime winner. So I'm so the the, the Michigan goal, it's we, we've seen a couple, we've seen now a couple different variations of it in the NHL just this season. We're seeing guys attempt it more and, and leagues all up and down. So we're now like it's no longer a highlight real play anymore almost. It's just another hockey play. Yeah. But I, I do like this kind of the 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 twist on it now because now it's everyone's looking out for the Michigan goal because no one wants to be on a highlight reel. Yeah. But players can sucker you in and then go up oh, and then I'm gonna pass in the oh and he scores. Okay. So yeah, I, I, I like it. I, I like I like the evolution of the game right now. And yeah. you know, I mean, now, now don't ask John Tortorella about it because I'm pretty sure he hates it because, you know, why like fun things? Well, I mean, I, Larry Murphy even said something about not liking it. Yeah. And during what, the what, old, old, old hockey guys not liking new things, no way. Well, that's, that's, <laughs> I mean, that's what it boils down to. I mean, I, I hate to be, you know, sound ageist on it, but I mean, that's at the end of the day, that's what it is. I, I, I hadn't I didn't hear the Huberto play, so I'm looking it up. So I, I just want to make sure that there's no volume. And I did I did turn down the volume for that without turning down the volume on you. So that's there you go. That's that's a good win for me today. Yeah, no, yeah. He um yeah, it was it was it was a great play because like it it drew it sucked everybody in. And they and no one saw Sam Bennett at all, who also Sam Bennett just having himself a year, 21 goals already this year. Uh, his previous career high was 18. He scored in his first full season in NHL with the Calgary Flames. So he's already at 21. Man, how how the Florida Panthers? Yeah. I I mean their their third line could be some first lines on some teams. I mean at the end of the day, it's that's how good they are. They are they are deep. They are scary. They're using Joe Thornton. Oh my God. He faked it like four times. Yeah. <laughs> he kept putting the stick down on it. And that's what froze everybody. Yeah. Right? yeah. Cause, well, cause the first one I first saw it, I thought like, well, could, did he just mess up and not get up? And didn't, I mean, now, you know, he, he said, he said that he, he faked it intentionally and he saw Sam and then he decided to pass it. So, but you're right. Coming right down the middle of the game or coming right down uh Broadway there. Yeah. Just uh, all alone. Yeah. Um, I'm, I forgot what were you, what were you saying? Were you just um, what were the words that you were coming out of your mouth before that? Before I, I interrupted? Just, the no, I was just talking about how good the Panthers are and how oh, yeah. they are scoring wise. I mean, again, it's <laughs> they steal Carter Verhage, who ends up being a 25 goal scorer. They, they commit steal Anthony Declare. They step. <laughs> took the words right out of my mouth. Who ends up going to be? Is he's going to easily score 20 with that team? Um. You know, you have Huberto and Barkov who are more than living up to their potential now. Ackblad on the back. And I mean, just, you know, Thornton is basically being rotated in and out as the fourth line center because they've just got so much talent on that team that that comes in and Owen Tippett's. 
I mean, it's, they're going to be a very dangerous club and you, we can only hope that they play Tampa again in the first round, because I think that would be another fantastic series to watch. And also they are a team that is, that is heavily rumored um, to be in, in the Jacob Chaker sweepstakes here. Yeah. It's, well, they, did I? No, never mind. I was gonna say there, there was another team that did pop up in the in the Evander Kane talks, and I was trying to think if it was them, and I don't think it was. I know Washington was was a team that I. Yes. I okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You're right about that. That's who it was. Yep. Yeah, but but yeah, so I mean, I the 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 evolution of the, of the game in itself, where it's you're you're seeing more skill, and and guys are showing off that skill in games. I mean. I mean, here's 20 years ago, you know, a guy scoring scoring a goal in between his legs. You, you we see it on a highlight reel. That's easily goal of the year. We see yeah. it every other night now. Yeah, you know, and yep. it's and and that's because I mean, the, there's so many. A, a lot of these kids now they're going to <laughs> they're going to skating clinics, they're going to power skating clinics, they're going to shooting clinics, they're going to stick handling clinics. You know, they're you know, and you know, a lot, you, you have little kids. You know, I have kids who who who, who are watching the game. They're watching Zegras. They're they're watching Huberto. They're watching Lucas Raymond. They're watching these young guys, and they're seeing them do this stuff. And so, what I did, they grab their six, they go out in their backyard, or go to the local rink, or like whatever, go to their pond right now. I mean, it's winter. Go out to your pond, and they're messing around. They're trying it out, and and they're practicing it. They're working on it, and to where it's not just oh, you're just being flashy. Like, well, no, it's it's a yeah. skill set and you you incorporate it in the game. And now it's just, just another level. And because that's how things are like right now, you it's the, the, the Michigan is a weapon, right? Yeah. I mean, now, but here's, what's going to happen. Go is going to start to figure out how to do it, how to stop it. Right. Yeah. And then, and so then it just kind of ups the ante. like, okay, now nah, nah, you're not getting me anymore. Well, it, it's, all those things are true, but it, I mean, the game itself is, is different and it, and it's just, it's, it's true. I mean, really it's, it's very, very true. Um, <laughs> as they show a wet rings that the wings are minus 24. Yeah. It's just... tied for 31st, but if you take out empty netters, they move to straight up 30th. So there you go, guys. Um, but I'll get, but you know, getting, getting back plus to plus eight in the second period though. Yeah. Well, you, you gotta have a good period somewhere. Minus uh, 17 well. in the first. <laughs> well, they don't. Okay. Well, I mean, they're, they're a 500 team. They get their legs going. No, they usually get the legs going in a second. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's it. It almost makes you shocked that they're as good as they are when they've been in have two such bad periods. But anyway, the, you know, it's, it's also the evolution of the athlete as a whole where i mean go watch in any sport the granular 80s footage and see how that was played versus 80s, granular early 2000s footage you kidding me <laughs> yeah I, and 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 it's just so the athletes really are bigger stronger faster all of those things so it's you know you think about it uh, you know brendan shanahan was not going to go in between his legs to make a goal I mean, it's just, you know, he was not going to dangle you wide and, you know, and, and that's, that was just how it was then. And so more now finesse is more allowed and a lot of it's the rules with the clutching and grabbing coming out. And I think that, that that's also has allowed the players to be can't more just water, free. Can't just water ski on a guy right. through, through, through the neutral zone anymore. 
Exactly. So I, I, everything that you said is, is, is correct with the working, the, the skill working harder and, and harder, but it's also, there's definitely a, an element of teams that are just more or players that are more equipped in, in, in a game that allows for it too. Well, and also you have to remember like a lot of, a lot of these younger guys now, right. They grew up watching who they grew up watching. Pavel Datsuk. Yep. I mean, and we, and you know, we're, we're, we're wings fans. So, you know, we know all about the greatness and magic that was Pavel Datsuk. Right. I mean, and yep. just the stuff he would do. And so what those kids did, they saw Pavel Datsuk and they saw highlights of Pavel Datsuk. And so they went, they went to the rink and practice. They worked on it. And, and now we're going to have, I, I'm kind of excited to see what, what this game is going to look like in another 20 years. You know, when, you know, at the, the kids who are going to grow up watching Zegris and Raymond and McDavid, you know, watching these guys and seeing how these guys handle the puck and what they do and seeing what those kids come up with. Yeah. I mean, the speed, I mean, it's just, it's scary to think the speed that's coming. Cause you know that, that, I mean, that's going to be the ticket for so many, yeah. for, for so many kids. It's just cause speed kills man. Speed kills in this league. And, and, and that just goes to show. And I think that that's kind of the next, I, I think, I don't want to say the next step, but I think you're, that's something that you're going to see a whole hell of a lot more of is, is guys just working. I mean, some of it is obviously God given talent, but there's definitely an element of it just being, you know, guys that are just working constantly, constantly working to make themselves faster, faster, stronger skaters. And, you know, and one of the things that I always like just shake my head at when pe- when I hear people talk like, well, well, these kids now, you know, they would have played in, in the 80s. They, they would have got their heads knocked off. Like, no, they wouldn't have because those players in the 80s wouldn't be able to catch these guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They wouldn't have been able to catch them. I mean, because, because you talk about, well, because people bring up like, well, there's, there's, you don't, you don't have a, you don't have a lot, a lot of hitting in the NHL anymore because everyone, this, the players are so fast and they're so smart about it. And also it's hard to, to throw a big hit these days, clean, a clean big hit. Yeah. You know, and, and then you get the people, oh, the game is off. Like, yes, the game is off because they, they, they decided, you know, yeah, launching, th- jumping up in the air, you know, skating at full speed, 80 feet down the ice and jumping up in the air and hitting a guy in the head with, with your elbow should not be legal. Yeah. I, I, that's, not, that's not soft. That's smart. It's still a physical game. I mean, it's yeah, you're I, never going to get rid of the physicality. And 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 hockey. I mean, I I, I play in an, I play in a no check beer league, and they're still bumping, you know. So, well, and 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 again, it's I what I what I will buy is I do believe you that you see less of it in the regular season. But again, go back and go watch that Tampa Tampa Florida series from last year, where they were I I mean easily just there were twenty checks a period. You know, yeah. they were flashing check, num- uh, you know, checking numbers and the hitting is strong. I, it's almost like, you know, it, I, it's not two entirely different games between the regular season and the postseason. But boy, the game is really different in the regular season and the postseason. Yeah, to be is. sure. I mean, and, and it's and I, I feel that way about pretty much every sport, though. Right. Like the, once you get into playoffs, things get ramped up and you see and, and teams just play play a lot different you know and 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 the playoffs and they do the regular season or like certain things that worked for you for you know 30 like you know 
for 50, like 45 games or whatever, however many games you win a regular season or work for you for 16, like 14 weeks in the NFL. And all of a sudden you come down to the championship game. And then all of a sudden your quarterback is scrambling to no one. And uh, you, you blow a, you have a 21, three lead and looks oh, like it's going to be a blowout yeah. and, and you just fall apart or, you know, you're the, you're, 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 you have a three, one series lead and things just kind of fall apart for you. I, I, I can agree with you to, or, or, you know, you're the, you're the Yankees and you're just gonna, Oh, you got an easy path to world series. And then those, the, you're taking on the, some team with some rookie pitcher who was Justin Verlander. He's nothing. And then you get swept, you know, things just happen. Yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> yes. You never mind. Forget it. <laughs> I, I'm still going to stand by the fact that though you gave plenty of great examples um, with Verlander and Mahomes, I still think that then, and I'm sure you'll grant this to me is that the sport that changes the most then between regular season to postseason is, is the NHL. Oh Yeah. That's then if, if, if you, if you want to fight with me about how much the other team, I'll okay. I'll let you have that. But at the end of the day, then it's, I think the NHL regular season and postseason game is the most different. Yeah. That hurt. That definitely hurt. That hurt gets laugh. He's fine though. He's all right. He can walk it off. He's a big boy. Um, That's a soccer player who would be, who'd be carted off right now though. <laughs> um. So I want to, so I want to, Talk about the Avalanche real quick, and then we're going to move on to Red Wings. Uh, the Colorado Avalanche, they won 15 games in the month of January. 15. Uh, I, I, 15. I, I'm not a doctor, but I think that's pretty good. I mean, not so, you know, not a lot of else. Um, they're in the midst of, of this huge home winning streak right now. They are, I mean, they they had a game last, against the Bruins. It was last Wednesday after, uh, well, yeah, it was last Wednesday. We yeah. thought Taylor Hall was probably going to get suspended, which upon further review, he hit. it was a clean hit. All the damage was done by McKinnon's stick. Yep. That was a that was a good – they brought down the, the review process work there as it was supposed to because the review took away the five-minute major because he had been called a major. Um, and, and, and it should have been taken away because it was, he looked like he kind of hit him more in the shoulder. And then it just so happens that McKinnon stick kind of whiplashed up into his face. I mean, bad, bad, bad luck, but I mean, it was nothing. I don't think anything that Hall did was terribly, uh, terribly illegal. Yeah. So, so their one loss in the month of January. That's a, that's, I mean, that, that right there is Crazy so, so so 15-0-1. <laughs> How you doing? Good month. Good month. I, I, they, they they've lost three games since December. They they lost sorry, they lost four games since December 1st, and only two in regulation. Well, and ironically and, enough, two of those losses are to Nashville. So Nashville has the the elixir. Yeah, the elixir to beat the avalanche, apparently. You you know what that actually really does tell me with, with that? Yeah, there are 18 straight home wins, by the way. Um, what I think one of the biggest lessons to be learned from that from this run is that Devontae's is super important. 
I think Devontae's is very underrated because, and I know that early in the year, there were, in addition to Taves being out, you know, McKinnon, Landeskog, and Randon all missed separate time with maybe not Randon, but I know McKinnon and Landeskog had yeah. missed time due to due to COVID protocols and being out for that. And then McKinnon was hurt for a stretch and he missed more time. Yeah, um, I feel like each time McKinnon's gotten hurt, he's come back, something else has happened. Yeah. Like he was hurt I, to start the year, then he comes back and gets COVID. Yep. <laughs> and he comes back, he gets hurt, and he comes back, and now we got hurt again. So it's tough time set in the lineup. I, I think that he, but he's got 34 points in 31 games. Nathan McKinnon does. Yeah. He, well, he's pretty good too. It's I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I misspoke. He has 34 assists. He has 43 points in 31 games. Oh my God. That's disgusting. I, um, I, 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 I undersold him. I apologize, Nathan McKinnon. I really do. Yes. You, you're, you're amazing. And it's like, we didn't even know that. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so moral of the story, they're good, they're deep, and that's a scary thought. <laughs> I, I do you worry at all? I, I say they're deep, but do you worry at all about their their deep scoring, like third set third and fourth line? I see, no, <laughs> I okay. because just because well because one they're they're another team that if there's a player that's that's on that's. Rumored to be traded, the Avalanche names are attached to them as well. Yeah, and one of those players is Claude Giroux. Uh, that would help. Could you? I mean, could you imagine if they caught <laughs> you throw Claude Giroux on this team? Right, and and they you could see them do something kind of like what Edmonton did, and that you were talking about earlier. Is may, do they maybe split up that top line and go Landeskog and McKinnon and Winger? Rantanen and Kadri and winger, and then, you know, Barakovsky and Giroux or, or Nutriskin and Giroux and Barakovsky to kind of third line balance their scoring out. They may not, or, you know, but anybody that they trade for, I think that that's, that's a possibility that could happen. But I mean, sometimes when your top two lines are so good, maybe you don't need to worry about secondary scoring. Yeah, you'll be fine. I mean, and I mean, also, I mean, their secondaries. I mean, you, you, Kale McCarr has forty-four points. Devontae's has thirty-two points in thirty-two games. It, it, so, <laughs> can, can, have you ever heard of a situation where your secondary scoring is your are your defensemen? Uh, <laughs> That's, well. well <laughs> I mean, well, for the longest time, well, no, no, I get no. Their defensemen were their first, were their first, uh, were their top scoring options in Nashville for a long time. There for a long time. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, Kel McCarr over like well over point per game, and Devontae's is the point per game. And Samuel Girard has, only has twenty six points. I mean, only. <laughs> but see, and here, here's what I guess we're talking. Actually, these numbers aren't as bad as I think I would have guessed. Like when you get pot by what their top six is, their top six forwards, Natushkin has 23 points in 27 yeah. games. Actually, no, I'm sorry. He would be considered their top six. Logan O'Connor has 17 points in 43 games. I think He's it's Alex. Minor. Yeah. I think Alex Newhook is, I think, his, I think his name's Alex. I could yeah. be wrong on that. It's something Newhook. Yeah. Alex Newhook. 10, 6, 16, and 34. And Comper's got, uh, Comfer's got 31 games played, 8, 8, and 16. That actually is not bad secondary scoring. It works out. I mean, that third line, I mean, if that was the third line, that's 24 goals on the and air. So that and th- that is 
uh, Comper, O'Connor, and Tyson Jost is their uh, their third line right now because McKinnon's out. You have Kadri Burakowski and Newhook, Rantanen, Nikushin, Landeskog, and Maltev, Sakura, Kubo, which, I mean, whatever. I mean, yeah, no disrespect to those, those, those wonderful gentlemen on the fourth line, but does it matter? No, and no. It, <laughs> I mean, you know, that's what it so. You know, especially for Colorado, they're going to need their their fourth line is going to be is is going to be uh make sure if nobody gets hurt in the top lines, <laughs> your job is. <laughs> you, hey, hey, go out there. Do not get a minus. Do not come back a, a minus player. Go. Yes. And, and, <laughs> and make sure that if anybody F's around with one of our big guns that you take it out on them and they know that they're not supposed to. Like, like uh, you, you know. Don't you don't t- don't you don't become a minus and don't take a stupid penalty. <laughs> yes, that's a, that's a that's exactly what the point of your shifts are. Now go have fun. <laughs> yes, yeah, behave yourself. Go have fun. All right. So I mean, the Colorado Avalanche. I mean, here's if you would have told you know eighteen year old me that like hey, hey you know you're gonna like it. well you know you're gonna like the Colorado Avalanche. I'd have looked at you like you had three heads. Like right, I know. About? I know. Lots happens, man. But, <laughs> you know, it, the, the question is still going to become, if they got to play Vegas, can they take a team that can heavy forecheck? Yeah, Are they going to survive that? And Vegas, I mean, they're I, – I'm, I'm so excited to see how the hell they're going to they're gonna field a team. Because <laughs> Eichel's, Eichel's going to be back in a couple weeks here. But remember – I'm really interested to see how how they're gonna fit out how they're gonna fit hit, fit him in. But then you're gonna then you're right, and that's interesting, and that's gonna be really funny. But at the end of the day, once those playoffs start, there's no cap, so you can roll out that that well, top. Yeah, roll out everybody, oh yeah, yeah. You know, Eichel, Stone, and Pacioretty, and not have to worry about being under the cap. And and you know, if they can get that style going, it gave Colorado fits, and it knocked them out last year. So. Yeah. And Thomas, uh, just remind everyone why there's that there's no need to worry about a salary cap in the playoffs. Uh, because they play for just the love of the game. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> I thought I, I literally thought I'm like, okay, what's he looking for here? Because I think I know what he's looking for here, and I want to get this right. And then I did. I I went out and got it right. I'm very excited. <laughs> and it's not getting paid. I'm gonna get paid to play the playoffs. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> they do it because they love it. I do, yeah. really love it. That's what it is. All right. So, so going from the Colorado Avalanche to their, to, to their formal rival, uh, the Detroit Red Wings, uh, they are a game under 500 now, 19, 20, and six after going um, one and one over the weekend. And they're back to back. They, Went into Pittsburgh, won in the shootout, beating the Penguins three to two. And I found it funny. All four goals scored in regulation, all right in front of the net, like right on the doorstep. Uh, Jake Gensel, um, he scored both goals for the Penguins, and the Red Wings goal scorer were Giovanni Smith and Philip Zadina. So, I mean, if you want to, if you're wondering the difference in <laughs> between those guys, um, Gensel. And Zadina both scored on the power play. Uh, both scored power play goals for their teams. Lucas Raymond would score would, would score the only goal in the shootout by for either team to give the Wings a win. Uh, shots 38-32 in favor of Pittsburgh. 
hits 25-23 in favor of Pittsburgh. Um, Penguins dominate the fans circle, but that's what happens when Sidney Crosby is the center on the other side, 36-26. to um, But Penguins, nine giveaways, so six, only six for the Wings, and Wings had 10 takeaways and seven takeaways for the Penguins. Uh, one for two on the power play for the Wings, one for three on the power play for the Penguins. That was Picard. Yeah. You know, uh, he stopped 36 to 38 shots looking really good for, for, for uh, the wings and, and, you know, playing when, you know, <laughs> I don't think he, when you start, start the season, he, I didn't think we see a lot of Calvin Picard, but here we are. Well, yeah, I mean, COVID protocol and he was your number three. So there he is yeah. doing what he's supposed to do. Yeah. Uh, wings, wings get get a big win on on the road too. On the road, nonetheless. There's there, there's a lot of shocking things that happen with that one in Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> on the road uh, for the Wings, and then now Saturday night they then they took on the Toronto Maple Leafs of the old original six rivalry. There, um, they will they would go up four to two at one point. They ended up losing the game seven to four. Uh, they gave up. Uh, uh, Bunting gets a hat trick. Larkin scored a scored just a great goal in the game as well. Just, I mean, it, it was it was what I like to call a schedule loss for the Wings. Basically, come coming home back to back from the road. Tr- Toronto was already here against Toronto. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, they gave up five goals in the third period, so that didn't help that uh that that minus twenty seven <laughs> third period stat there that the Wings are. It sure didn't. Oh uh, yeah, Michael Bunning three goals, Dylan Larkin two goals and an assist. Nemesnikov had himself a, a two point nine a goal and assist. Tyler Bertuzzi got 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 on the board. Uh, Robbie Fabry got himself a couple of assists. You know, this- I mean, it was. I mean, you 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 look at this. You look at this. Uh, the score sheet for the Toronto Maple Leafs. It's Pierre, Pierre Engvall, Michael Bunting. Rasmus Sandin and Mitch Marner and John Tavares scored, but those were empty netters. Yeah, and and lucky for Mitch Marner, he actually gets credit for a power play goal too. <laughs> you know all the struggles that he had with with power, he like he went some crazy length of time without scoring a power play goal, and now he's, I think he's got two and three games, and one of them ends up being an empty net power play goal, but they all count the same. You know, look, it's again, year away. That's, I mean, we knew that they'd be a year away. Um, you know, you don't, you never want to give up that many goals where, you know, what they gave up eight to Chicago with an empty net, or maybe was there two empty nets against Chicago too? We were, we were on air doing, doing it. I let at least one empty net in the Chicago game, two in the Toronto game. Outside of that, you still gave up five, basically five goals with your goaltender. And that's not enough, but you know, when the year started, if you would have told me that, you know, Jordan Ostele was going to see a lot of time, that would have concerned me. Yeah. Um, Not just you know, only it, a lot of time, but like he's, he's on, on the first pair with, with, with cider. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, obviously this is not a finished product and, and we're seeing why, but we're also seeing, you know, what, what we have to remember is the encouraging things, the, 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 the clear fact that, you know, you have three players all under the age of 20, you know, 26 or 20, you know, 26 with Bertuzzi, Raymond and, 
and and Larkin that are are bonafide. You've got Nemestikov, who I'm thinking has probably earned himself another two year deal yes, with the he way has. he's played with that top line. You've got Fabry and Pew Suter, who's starting to round into form and, and become a full blown and and you know good second line. And now you're going to add Verona back. I, I think what the next step is is that what we need to hope for more than anything else is I think that Simon Edmondson comes in and provides more help to more support to the top four. I think that that's really what the the hope's got to be to kind of help keep those scores down. And and also not just Verona coming back, but you also Troy Satcher coming back too. Yeah. Like he, yeah. like that's, I mean, it was no, he was, you know, we talked, you know, a lot last season, how noticeably different and how much better this team was defensively when he was on, when he, he and Mark Saul were on the ice you know, they were, they were like one of the best defensive pairs in the NHL last year. Yeah. But in, uh, in uh, the analytics world and really applauded that, that pair. And, you know, we, I thought from day one, they'd be together and Stetcher started like he didn't, we didn't know he was injured to start the season. And then all like five games in all of a sudden he was having wrist surgery and was gonna be out for four months. So yeah. um, it would, I, I definitely like to see, him, you know, hit more of him than, I don't know. Austin Gustav Lindstrom. I mean, they're, they're fine, but I mean, it just goes to show that the talented teams and how you need to be deeper with talent defensively. And I don't expect Diana Kaiser to get any sort of contract. His last year, this is probably will be his last year in Detroit. And yeah, you know, his plus minus. And again, I know that's not end all be all, but it's, it ain't pretty. That's for sure. Um, also just, I mean, Mark Stahl is so good. Yeah, I mean it's and and you know he's 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 thirty five. He's not a you know I mean it's it's not ancient by any means, but like you know, I mean he he it's just he he's never he's not super fast. He doesn't do anything flashy. He just is a good steady defenseman on that blue line, and it's I mean watching him watching him play, it's just like man, this guy like. <laughs> I just, you know, I, I, you know, you know me. I'm, I'm, I'm the defensive honk here, and yeah. you know, I, I, I love the defenseman, and just the way he plays, and how just the simple plays he makes. It's well, Lidstrom esque. I'm not saying he's Nick Lidstrom, but Lidstrom esque, and like how it's just nice and smooth, and it's so effortless for him. He just knocks that puck right off your right off guy's stick. You know, like, I'm going to skate by you. No, you're not. Right, you can go by me, but the puck isn't going with you. Yeah, it's those are the kind of guys, you know, I, I what I hope I think what, what, what would be great to see, I should say, would be as if he's just basically he can re up here on one year deals as long as he wants. Yes. I mean, isn't that basically where we're at with with Mark Stahl is that just, you know, you just we'll we'll, we'll get you whatever you need financially. I mean, on a, think about it. And again, we've talked about it. Plus minus is an end all be all. I get it. Yeah, but, but I mean, on, a team that's minus, <laughs> and a, on a team that's minus 38, he's plus eight. <laughs> also, in the game, you know, they gave up eight to Chicago and seven to Toronto. Combined, he finished with a plus one for those two I, games. I mean, plus one against Chicago was even against Toronto. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He played eight, 18.04 against Toronto and 17 minutes on, on the nose against Chicago. I mean, there's always going to be a spot 
for a guy that can that's going to average 16 and a half and be a plus player. You need that guy as much as you need the most cider. You need the guy that can play 16 minutes and be a plus positive pucks, not going into the net, even though the third pair is out there kind of guy. And that's right now that's Mark Stahl to a T. I mean, his, his, his last five of his last five games, he's only been a minor. He's only ha- finished as, as a minus in one game. And that was against Pittsburgh where they won. <laughs> Five guys minus are, one. Five guys are pluses on this team. Oh, first Dutcher did play some games. I, I, played I didn't. Six. Yep. Played and six. he was he played six games. He was plus one. Riley Barber was in two games was a plus one. Dylan Larkin is a plus three. Tyler Bertuzzi is a plus twelve, and Mark Stahl is a plus eight. <laughs> I mean, that's yes. You can stay here as long as you want, Mark Stahl, on your one year deals. So I've got no problem with that. Yeah. So. I, Right now, as we've been saying, as we've been talking in the wings, they are um, tied with Anaheim with about four minutes, uh, four minutes to go and regulation. Like I said, Dylan Larkin has scored, scored his 23rd goal of the year. Ricard Raquel got his 10th of the year for the Ducks. Uh, shots are 21 to 14 in favor of Detroit. And what? Yeah, it'd be nice. They've done a nice job defensively keeping Anaheim um, off the off the scoreboard. Um, only giving up one goal. I think Anaheim. So I think last time I saw had fifteen shots or fourteen shots. So doing it on both ends. Although they mentioned something about how the Anaheim on this road trip that they're on. This is the fourth or fifth five on the road. I, I'm forgetting. I'll, I forget the exact numbers, but they have basically been outshot on this road trip like 120 to 60 something and and but they're 301 because of john gibson so they're good not playing super, i'm sorry I mean, good good goaltending yeah they can carry it yeah i mean you can i mean now now the thing is you don't want to get you don't want to live your life like that for too long right because you know eventually good good goaltending oh wow Bunted up in the air. That's heroic to the nut. That's hey, hey, go to the nut, kids. Go to the nut, boys and girls. <laughs> go to the nut. That's what you need to do. And the game is all about skill, but you go to the nut. You follow that puck to the net. Good things happen for you. Ask Thomas Holmstrom. He made a really good living doing that. Oh, I thought. Wow, I actually thought that was Raymond. That was heroic that got in there. Yeah. He's gonna be a top four, right? When this team is good, he's gonna he's gonna be part of the top four. He will be. Um, I, I don't know why. What what did this hit? Because he, oh, that's gonna be a kicking motion. That's coming back. That's a redirection. Come on. No, that's gonna because he moved it forward. I think that's gonna be a kicking motion. It went out. Yeah, they're gonna look at it. All right, well, we'll see. Uh, the Leafs right now currently are down four to three right now in the third period, and the Oilers just tied up their game against the Senators. So uh, your live updates that are not gonna matter. Uh, <laughs> listen to this. <laughs> the final person will already know. Yeah, yeah. No uh, spoilers, I guess. Uh, um, damn that! I'm. This is this is coming off the board, Walt. I promise. I'm not happy about it, but I, this is coming off the board. 
because it's a half kick, half redirect. Yeah, from that view, it just he's moving the he's moving the foot forward. Yeah. Like to me, the redirect is when you just slide or you can turn yeah, slide it, yeah, to, to get it to bounce. But this is a he's kind of re yeah. I just feel like yeah, that's going towards the net because if he's kicking it that way. Well, you know what? I disagree with that, and I think it should count because. The NHL, the the sports gods. Oh, oh, oh! Us Detroit sports fans a lot. Why, so. what, what have we lost on lately? <laughs> just in general, just in life, you know. Yeah, like they owe, they always won, and and I'm not asking for them to call it a goal in Game Seven, the Stanley Cup Finals, in overtime. I ask for you to call it a goal here on on this game on January 31st. <laughs> here we go. Uh, I can't hear it because it's on mute, but let's no see. Goal. Yeah, no goal. Yeah, no goal. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but it just just didn't look right to me. Boo. I know. I'm sorry. You can boo me. Damn rules. No, um, no, that's fine. Uh, so <laughs> uh, I got distracted. I was going to talk about the Red Wings uh, week coming up here, and then I got distracted. So uh, <laughs> that's funny because Gibson also had no, no idea where it was. Yeah, all right. So uh, the, the Wings only have one more game this week, and then it's the All-Star break. They take on the LA Kings Wednesday night at LCA. LA already in town. Yeah. Waiting and watching this game. Just hanging out. Yep. Um, yeah, so then, then it's the All-Star break where uh, Devin Larkin is the Red Wings All-Star representative. Um, he will participate in the fastest skater contest against Connor McDavid, uh, Matthew Barzell, um, I can't remember who else was in it. I could look it up, but yeah, it's fine. Yeah, All three games don't excite me anymore. There was a period of time where they were very exciting. I don't know what happened to that period of time in my life. You weren't as jaded. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. <laughs> um, they, they're gonna they're gonna have some cool they're gonna have some cool things uh, in the skills competition. Uh, they're 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 gonna incorporate. The 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 famous uh, Bellagio Fountain in Vegas. They're gonna do something with that. Um, they're gonna do like a game, a shooting game of like blackjack. Yeah, I heard that. Where like the the little plates are gonna have numbers, and you're gonna try to hit yeah. twenty one. Yeah, they're gonna shoot at the which it's, that's kind of fun. That's yeah. fun. that's fun. I mean, I'm I'm all about fun. And I, I like fun. I, I don't I don't hate fun. Um, so so yeah, all star game will be so the sales competition will be Friday. All star game will be Saturday night. Then the Wings come back for a home and home against the uh, Philadelphia Flyers next Wednesday and and Philly and then next Saturday at home, twelve p.m. Uh, puck drop at LCA. That is often racist, man, and you know they're just. A lot of hockey. Yeah. They have seven, so they have seven games in February, then fourteen games in March, and fifteen games in April. I mean, and I'm, I, I'm sure that's not just the wings. I'm sure oh, everybody's no. got. Oh yeah, yes, no, everybody. Is. It's those last few months. It's it's going to be a grind for a lot of teams. So, um, so real quick before we get out of here, I just want to couple couple jersey retirements uh, happen yes. over the week. Uh, Sergey Zubov got his jersey retired in Dallas with the Dallas Stars. Um, one a, a defenseman who I feel 
very underrated and underappreciated in his time in the in the league. And I think it's just because you know he played at a time where you know he was he, he was the, the he was the 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 best of probably the best first one in Dallas, but the defense one in Dallas who got the headlines at the time was Darian Hatcher yeah. and Daryl Sador. Yeah. And then, you know, he also played, you know, you know, at Scott Stevens and uh, Scott Niedermeyer and Chris Pronger, Al McGinnis, Chris Chelios, Nick Lidstrom, Rob Blake, Ray Bork, Adam Foote. You know, you had like all these other defense. Wow, you, you really you get you got pretty deep there. That was pretty. It's pretty impressive work by you off the top of your head to just name those D men. Oh, I mean, it's. I mean, I know you, you said the best of the best and, that, and that's right. But still, I would have feel like I would have gotten three deep and then crumbled like a cookie. I, I mean, and I'm sure I, I, I left off some, yeah, you know, I, I, let, I left some other guys off. But so and but also so I, I think you're probably like me where you remember Sergey Zuboff for his time in Dallas. Yeah. Right. As a star, yeah. mm-hmm. I forgot he, he broke in with the Rangers. Yeah, he was, was he on that '94 team. Yes, he, he was. Come with them in '94. Yes, he was. He actually led the te- led the Rangers in scoring that year. Did he really? Yeah, he had 12 goals, 77 assists, 89 points. Oh yeah, he was also 23. Wow, the the the, the <laughs> weird the ages that rookies were, huh? Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, he. Oh, he, didn't he say- Eighty-nine points as a no. He that was the second year in the league. Eighty-nine okay. points in his second year in the league as a defenseman in the nineties. <laughs> wow, that's pretty not bad. Yeah, that's 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 Macarian. <laughs> just yeah, just 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 like okay, well, so so you so oh so so you're just gonna get a point and a half per game. Cool, sweet, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's 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 impressive work, man. That's really impressive work. Yeah, but but yeah, he you know so he retires two Stanley Cups. Uh, he spent twelve three years with the Rangers. Had a cup of coffee with the Penguins. I thought so too. God, I was gonna say it, but I didn't want to sound dumb. But I thought yeah, he had one, one year at the Penguins in ninety five, ninety six. Then he spent the his, the remainder of his tw- remaining twelve years of his of his career with the Dallas stars where he would go on and win another Stanley cup yeah. and he won a Stanley cup and then would go off to a, a cup final, another cup final there in Dallas. So Sergey Zuboff gets a number 56 retired with the Dallas stars. The other uh, player to get his, his Jersey retired, some dude, some goalie. I don't know. It's Henri Henrik. Henrik Henrik Lundqvist. One of one of the one of the rare rare talents where I want that was not on our team that I wanted to be successful. A guy that I wanted to I wanted him to to get his Stanley Cup and sad that he didn't. Um, but it was just one of those guys that. I don't know. There's nothing. Did anybody have anything bad to say about Henrik Lundqvist ever? No. Because no. I don't think and, you can. Yeah, I, I mean, just like, like literally, I think it's illegal if you say anything bad about Henrik Lundqvist. A, a model of consistency throughout his career, too. He was he was the number one goalie in New York for basically from year one to yeah 
damn near the year he retired. I mean, that was just a hell of a talent. And that was. So I remember, so his first year was, and I just, I remember it was, it was the coming out of the, um out of the, out of the lockout. Oh, five, oh, six was his first year with the Rangers. And he went 30, 12 and nine with a nine twenty two goals against it, a two twenty four save percentage. If you need him. Yeah. Um, I mean, overall his career, 459 career wins. Um, he had a, a career save percentage of a nine eighteen and it goes against a two forty three with sixty four shutouts. So I mean, first ballot Hall of Famer, correct? All right, I'm glad we're all in agreement about that. Yeah, can't <laughs> see it not. Like I mean, it's just what's in, what's impressive too. His save percentage went up in the postseason. Yeah, goals against average went down. I mean, that's you know he didn't. A lot of those those runs and those bad bad luck for the for the Rangers. It wasn't one golden. It wasn't gold, right? I mean, he he had a stretch, a five year stretch, where in the playoffs his goals against were two point two six, one point eight two, two point one four, two point one four, two point one one. I mean, what what else what else can you really ask your netminder to do? Yeah, hey guys, score a goal. That that was twenty eight <laughs> to thirty two. Age twenty eight to thirty two. That was that was prime, and those are some prime numbers. Yeah, kind of like, hey guys, and also not bad for a seventh round draft pick, huh? You think some teams are kicking themselves for that? Well, I mean, you know, so he went in the seventh round of that two thousand draft. There's another goalie that went in that draft <laughs> to a New York team. One overall. Oh man. Yeah. Rick DiPietro. Got it. <laughs> That's what happens when your organization is run terribly. Man. Although, you can't you can't just say that because yeah, no, no, it was I mean Rick DiPietro. Eric he he was a but also DiPietro, he he falls for because of injury. He could he just he could yeah. not stay healthy. And, and, and let's face it, it it's, it's kind of, it's the same thing that, you know, you, you, with, as with Tom Brady is when, when you are, when you are passed over by every team seven times, if the Rangers would have known Lundquist would have been that good, he wouldn't have been a seventh round selection. <laughs> no, you know, they would have picked him in the, in a much sooner round, even if they thought he could have, could have stuck around, he would have gone a lot quicker. Yeah. Um, other goalies of note that went in that round. Uh, Kyrie Flames at number nine took uh, Brent Cron. <laughs> sounds like a sounds like a bad guy from the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> he played in one NHL game. It's tough. I don't man. think. Yeah, that's that's not that's, that's not good. Um, the Red Wings did okay in the first round of 2000 draft. They took some dude by the name of Nicholas Cronwall. He turned out to be okay. Yeah. He, he was perfect when he need, when we needed him as the, as a second pair of defenseman. I'm not going to say he failed as a number, as a number one, but he was also by that time, he was also in his late thir- mid to late thirties. So it's, it's tough to really. And he, just, and he was just beaten up at that point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, yeah, it's, uh, Oh man, it's it's fun kind of looking at this. Uh yeah, yeah, there's whew. I think the most the most productive 
pick from that draft uh, was Marion Gabrick. And then kind of yep. second was Justin, Justin Williams. Williams. Danny Mr. Heatley was third. Danny Heatley at third. Yeah. Let's see. And then let's see. Yeah. Henrik Lundqvist, the best goalie taken in that draft. Uh, like clear by, by not, not even close. Ilya Brzgozlov went 44 overall in that 2000 draft. Okay. That would probably be your second best, right? Roman check Monik went 177. Dan Ellis went 60. And then a bunch of guys I've never heard of. So, <laughs> and if all played never NHL heard of games, but well, look at this. What does it surprise you that there's only about looks like there was what quick eye math there 12 to 15 drafted? Would you would you assume that in an in a draft nowadays that only only that many get drafted in a draft? That many goalies that I I don't know. Goalies okay, are weird. Goalies yeah. are weird. All right, you win. Yeah, goalies are goalies, you got you got to have like goalie voodoo or something. To figure out. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully the goalie voodoo lands well on uh, Sebastian Kosa because that would be that would uh, bode well. I feel like it will. <laughs> because Steve Eiserman picked him, right? Yes. Okay. Correct. Well, Correct. That's what and, I figured. And, well, and 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 also he's been he's he's not a goalie that yeah there it is. Right after, <laughs> and okay. <it> was Jordan Osterley. <laughs> right after Anaheim gets livid uh, because they tried, figured that they had two wings thing behind the puck, and they didn't make the outlet pass. Gibson didn't make the outlet pass in time. Referee blows the whistle. They get the offensive zone face off, and. I mean, what is Jordan Osterley even doing on the ice in overtime, Paul? Scoring overtime winners, baby. <laughs> how, does, how do you, on an offensive zone draw, why do you have Osterley and Sider out there? Because he's got a snipe. Sniped it. <laughs> I mean, he really did, though. I mean, to give him all the credit in the world, he really did snipe it. Big face-off win by Larkin. Oh, it was Raymond. It was not yeah. better. I'm sorry. The other, the other player was Raymond. So... <laughs> What is he doing out on the ice? Scoring overtime winners, Thomas. That's what he's doing. What he's paid to do. Hey, look. <laughs> John I, Gibson 100% did not expect him to shoot that puck. No, I'm sure he didn't. <laughs> and, and you know what, dude? We, I, you say it all the time. I, I always say I'm worried about the, the free fall. You know, they've lost four or five. A good Anaheim team comes in and you get two points in an overtime win. You get back to 500 on a point percentage, man, hanging around, not even. And when I say hanging around, I don't, I don't think that they're going to make a run to the playoffs, but just hanging around respectability and, and kind of letting people know that they're going to, they're going to be there and they're going to give you all sorts of trouble. And that's a really, that's, that's exciting. That's really, really exciting. Yeah. So, you know, Hey, let's go Jordan Osterley. The the local kid from Dearborn. Yep. So he he gets he gets the overtime winner, scoring his fifteenth career goal, and it's an overtime winner, fifteenth career goal. Love it. Get after it now. You got it. Get after it. All right. So that's going to do it for us. We're we're going to wrap up here. We're rambling. Yep. Uh, oh, oh, Maple Leafs five four lead over the Devils. 
God, that team. Not a going to overtime. God, that Leaf team can score quick. <laughs> Say whatever you want to about them, but that team can score goals in buckets. Yeah, Spezza, Marner, and Mikheyev shorthanded um, in the third period. Unbelievable. So, yeah, look out. Um, yeah, and uh, like and as I said, Oilers and centers are heading overtime now. So that should be fun. So we'll, we'll go watch that. And there it is. Yeah, have a night. All right, so we'll be back next week. We'll talk about we'll talk about the All-Star game, talk about the Wings and Kings a little bit, whatever else kind of goes on around the league. Um, I'll probably, I'll probably come across some, some other random stat from 25 years ago that I'll bring up. Oh, uh, can't wait. <laughs> I don't, sorry. The, the, the Hasek thing, it just bothered like six hours a month. Wow. That's really good. They went seven, five and one. What? No, that's, that is, that's, that's phenomenal stuff. That's, wait, that's why we, that's why you get paid the big bucks to run this podcast. I, yes. The biggest, the biggest, all of the money. Yes all of the money all right so oh man we didn't make fun of the coyotes oh we can make fun of them next week since they're yeah we'll we'll have plenty of chances i'm sure yeah we'll make fun of them next week it's fine it's all good all right we'll be back next week everyone enjoy your week enjoy your upcoming weekend um also just to let you know tomorrow is february 1st that means it is 13 days away for valentine's day in case anyone needs a reminder for that you're welcome. Um, you know, go ahead and Amazon your Amazon or whatever it is you need to do. Get to the malls, uh, go to go to the store, whatever it is you need to do. Get your stuff ordered so you have it by the 14th. You know, just put it out there. I'm here to help. Yeah. Well, you can tell me what this Valentine's Day is afterwards. <laughs> With that being said, I'm Walt. I'm Thomas. And we're out. <laughs>